I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Today's guest was a member of the legendary Cookout Alliance. He was also on the Challenge USA. It is Kylan Young. I am so excited to interview Kylan. I hope you guys all enjoy this podcast. We talk about his time on Big Brother. We talk about the time of the challenge. Uh, but we get a little bit personal as well. I do want to say that I do have a poster giveaway going on right now. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm giving away the Challenge Media Live Nashville poster. It is signed by 500K John A, John A Mannion, Jasmine, Derek, and CJ, all from the Rarewell Cancun as, as well. Derek Kaczynski, Katie Cooley, and John Brennan. Um, to win this poster, all you have to do is follow me on both of my Instagrams. That is at the Dylan Deckard, my personal, and then at Chilling with Dylan Pod, my podcast Instagram. Um, I made a, po- a post on my podcast Instagram. If you like that, follow both those accounts, and then follow me on TikTok. I made a TikTok. It is at Dylan Deckard. Like usual, all the links will be down below. Um. Follow those three accounts, like the post, and comment done. I will be picking one random winner next week to win that poster that I will ship to you. Um, I do want to say that I'm a little feeling under the weather, as you can probably tell by my voice. Um, I just have a little bit of a cold, but we're going to push through. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy this Kylan interview. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, So entertaining. Now you don't want to miss. Real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, Got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed. Every week, got a brand new poster while I'm chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go. The next guest on the Chillin' with Dylan podcast is a part of the legendary Cookout Alliance. He was also on the Challenge USA. It is Kylan Young. Kylan, how are you doing today? How's life going for you? Oh, Dylan, I'm doing great, man. Uh, life is still crazy, it's, it, but uh, exciting for sure, man. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. Um, so I always start talking about this first um, as an intro um, just like a mental health kind of check type of vibe. Um, okay. I, have a, I have a friend that has a mental health podcast and 2020 was obviously a rough year for everybody. 2021 was a little rough. Um, we're st- starting to get out of the pandemic. And during this time, you filmed two reality shows. Um, <laughs> so how has your life been the last three years? How's your mental health doing? How are you getting through these 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 years of craziness in your life? Well, I mean, it's for sure crazy. Uh, I think that juggling the schedule, even right now, like I had a, a, a workout uh, partner thing go late. So right now I'm sweating. So I'm like, yeah. here, yeah. I'm just about amped. But I got the endorphins going for us, which is great yeah. for yeah. here. Um, but it's, I think that that, so many different things. Uh, for sure, the beginning of the pandemic, super was was getting lonely and everything. And uh, as far as like not going out as much, like I'm, I'm an omnivert that definitely leans heavily uh, extroverted. And I was fortunate to get, uh, you know, some friends in Venice put together a house that like had a big group of people. So that was really cool. Once uh, I spent about six months there right before the big brother house, actually. So that for sure got a lot of interaction. And then just even after, uh, and then the show's just been a whirlwind, honestly. I, I mean, I think that I'm doing 
Uh, I feel like I'm doing pretty well overall just as a result of uh, tools that I learned from past therapy sessions and everything I did even before Big Brother came into my life as a like as a house guest um, or the challenge or any of these things. And so I, you know, big advocate of, of mental health as far as like working with professionals, working with, you know, talking to doctors, talking to therapists. Um, and then I'd say besides that, uh, just, um, you know, I, I've been really fortunate just to have a great network of like family and friends. And then the other house guests too, like we are, we, we had this very unique experience kind of creating the trauma bond there with, with our cast. And then uh, other cast members from, from previous seasons have been kind enough to reach out and kind of provide some support. That's been super helpful. Um, yeah. It, so I don't know. I feel like I feel, I feel fortunate. Um, and, uh, and for sure, managing all the craziness that's been coming my way. Definitely. Definitely. So I do want to bring it back um, to your casting story. Um, so I ask people like, what, what do you want me to ask the guest? And a lot of people always ask the same question. How did you get cast on big brother? What was your story like? So if you could just talk about what that journey was for you to get on big brother 23. Um, what did I say? Uh, I would say that it was like a multi-year journey. Like from the very first time I saw the show, um, that was season 20 was when I first started and, you know, I've said in other interviews and stuff, my like best friend, he he was trying to get me to watch the show for years. And I was like, no, I'm good. I don't like reality TV. And I never watched it an episode. And then finally, after a year, like probably six, seven years, I was like, okay, I'll watch, I'll, I'll check it out this season with you. And yeah. I just watched the first episode and was hooked. I was like, wait a second, this is a game where it has, that brings in all these factors. And I was like, I love that. I want to do that. So immediately I started looking at it as like, something that I wanted to do from the very first episode that I watched um, and became obsessed and just was watching all the show and setting in and just figuring out like, okay, how would I go on and do the show? So, uh, or how would I like, you know, stand out for the show and as far as boosting who I already am. And I think that that's like my, my journey was just, you know, applying the first year and then the second year and then the third year. And then finally the, the third year was, was when I got on, that was, that was last year. Uh -huh. and the I mean the advice I always give is like you have uh you know the more vague very cliche like be yourself thing but it's not just about being yourself it's about being yourself and talking about why who you are uh makes sense for the for the for the show so I think that for me I was like hey here's who I am here's the experience that I had and here's how that's relevant to the show um and that was really it and I think that like the casting directors can get pretty good at like sorting through like, you know, what's authentic or not. Um, and you do want to be energetic, even, you know, boosting energy maybe, but you know, you can watch other people's uh, I remember even James from um, 17 and 18, I think. Yeah. 17 and 18. Yeah. He, you can watch his audition tape and his is very like pretty monotone yeah. <laughs> and uh, but he's himself and that's just who he is. And I think that there's something to that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like, it's, you know, persistence too. just going multiple of our cast members applied multiple years from and you get on when you're supposed to, you know, is what I kind of feel like, too. I was very fortunate to get on the year Definitely. that I did. Mm -hmm. um, hypothetically speaking, how do you think it would have your gameplay would have changed or been adapted if you would have got on Big Brother 21 since Big Brother <laughs> 2 was all stars and um, you would have been a first year player? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I thought about that a lot. I've talked to David a good amount <laughs> um, and, and other members from, from that cast. Uh, and you just don't know. It's like literally I'm not the best at like talking for past and hypotheticals only because it feels disingenuous because it's like, you know, we can't even say hindsight is twenty twenty in these games because hindsight can tell you one little thing that happened as it happened, but you change one part of that, one person, one competition, one nomination, et cetera, one conversation. And that's the thing. This game is, it's like, I always say it's not just chess, it's poker because it's like, why did somebody put that person on the block? It's like, they may have a reason that they say, but humans are bad at identifying that. So the real reason is probably just, oh, because I didn't like the way they breathed that one day. It made me feel off because, our, but like, that would be the truth that they would never re be able to articulate. And it would actually be, you know, they'd come up with some sort of reason, but that's just, our brains are tricky things and they, they mess with us. So uh, for me, I don't know. I mean, I would try and, uh, and, and just play the, the game as best I could. It'd be really interesting to see how, like, how my impact in the game could have changed, you know, the dynamic. Because I think that we look at a season, we look at any season and people are quick to judge and just say like, oh, like every, you know, this season had a lot of bullies or a lot of um, uh, dramatic people or a lot of whatever. And it's like, you, you're ignoring human dynamics, like interpersonal relationships and psychology, like tribalism, all those things. One person changes and then the whole house shifts. And it changes to a whole different dynamic. So who knows what we will have seen and how it will have played out. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm sorry I can't no, You're good, answer. you're good. Um, These are the thoughts that come in my head when yeah. you ask that. Um, so you talked about the the politics of the house and how like straining it is. Um, was there any conversations or would you consider ever doing another show like Survivor, which is kind of like Big Brother, but it brings out a whole new atmosphere of starving and living in the wild and all that stuff? Well, so I would definitely say uh, the the like the challenging sides of Survivor, as far as that goes, like the surviving the the outdoors and all those things, like that part I can manage just because I like in in the challenge I, I got along really well with Tyson, and I think that the thing that we vibed with one of the, the aspects is like the concept of enjoying suffering kind of <laughs> in the fact of like okay if I'm suffering than everyone else is and I don't mind this as much as they do so I'm actually better off than a lot of people automatically so that it kind of gives like a mental edge that just allows things to be more survivable um I so that side of it I I, I wouldn't be too concerned about but the actual like gameplay Honestly, I'm still learning. I've only watched a season and a half of Survivor. Big Brother, I like studied meticulously. The challenge I studied, um, that's kind of how I approach these games. And in Survivor, I'd want to do the same thing to give like an educated uh, thought on it. I will say one thing we've noticed from interacting with so many people from these other shows, from Survivor, from Amazing Race, from Love Island, uh, from the challenge <laughs> is most, pretty, I, I, it's rare that I talk to anybody who was on a different show who was like, yeah, I would do Big Brother. Like, they're pretty just <laughs> like, no, I would do anything but Big Brother. I would yeah. never do that. Not sure why. And uh, I don't blame them. I think they're right yeah. to say that. Yeah. I know one. So I interviewed Jemmy, um, and I've become friends with her from the challenge. I don't know if you know her. She was on the challenge. I've seen her. I don't know her. Ago. Yeah. She wants to do Big Brother so bad. And I oh really gosh. think she's good at it. I really think she could be good at it. Uh, she's a I mean, political person that would love it. 
That'd be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the fact that she, you know, has some reality TV experience and still wants to do it speaks volumes for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that it would just, it, I, I sure, the only thing I will say is that unless she's on like an all-star season or a season with other known people, I guess it wouldn't be an all-star season because she hasn't been on it, but uh, I'm sure it would be at another layer of challenge if you are the only, you know, if people, a big part of the game is everybody's strangers. Yeah. And uh, if, if somebody's not a stranger, I'm sure that, yeah has an impact that definitely could be difficult <laughs> uh, definitely um so i want to talk about the beginnings of the cookout which turned out to be the most successful alliance in big brother history um you guys are actually so i'm dropping this on thursday the night oh, of perfect you guys all going back to the, the the game not playing but having your little talk with julie um so if we could just bring it back to the beginning of the cookout and did you like go into it knowing you wanted to work with um black people and getting the first black winner of big brother or was it something that kind of got brought up or like if you talk about the beginnings and introductions of the cookout what was going through your head mentally i think that most of us went in with the mentality of there's never been a black winner and there will be this year and it will be me um i don't think that the mentality was that i'm gonna work with the like if anything i feel like the mentality was like you know i know i'm gonna have a lot of alliances as our friend are built off of uh, some sort of common bond and uh, relatability. And so I was like, okay, if there's other minorities in there, I'll probably have relatability with them uh, just because minorities have a different experience in, in America. And, uh, and often they find commonalities within that. And so I had anticipated that that would be something, but I, but I watched enough of the game. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to decide whichever alliance, but then, that's also because every season with the exception of one, you never saw more than like two or three people. When I went in and I saw, wait a second, we have as many people as, as other people have had <laughs> on yeah. not other people <laughs> as white players have had in the past season. So I was like, I just saw when we saw each other, it, it was instant. Like it was truly mm -hmm. uh, the very first interaction I had with, with Xavier when I walked into the house, he was one of the first people cause he was, one of the the people that was already in the game when we walked in yeah i went upstairs and uh you know said hey I was, you know it's kyle and it's xavier and the very first uh i like looked like as we dabbed up i like looked around and i was like yo and he's like you already know and i was like exactly and that was the full sentence that was the full conversation and it was just like okay this is uh this is possible um mm -hmm. and it became really quickly a shift in our heads that was like, we went in the house, like, I have to be the first black winner too. I just need to make sure that there is a black winner. Yeah. Um, because I know how important representation is. Definitely. And I think that that was uh, how, how it came together for, for most of us. Definitely. Um, so most of the time when these big alliances happen, um, they're not liked by the America. But the cookout is most of the time loved. I'm sure you guys have some hate here, but the majority of us love you guys, love the cookout. Um, so if you could talk about what you thought about in the house, like, did you guys think you're going to be loved? Did you think you're going to be hated? Because you have no contact to the outside world and what people think of you when you're in there. Yeah, that's real because the, the no contact side, because like sometimes you'll see a season, you'll be like, okay, everybody's, you know, the conversation shifting away. It's like, are they getting asked questions that maybe influence them? Like I can tell you for us, for certain, we never had any indication as to uh, us and our mission being loved or hated or whatever, 
we knew in general that like we, it would be both. We knew that it would have support. We did not, I don't think that any of us were ready for the level of support and that we ended up having when we got out. And that was really special and wonderful to see. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just weren't sure going in and, and uh, it was beautiful to see that it was uh, applauded in that way. And, and people were able to see why so many people at least if not i mean maybe not everybody but you know a lot of people are able to see and understand why and, and applaud that uh mindset and mission so i asked um eric hannah and oz this i want to ask you was there ever a point um where you guys like the biggest hurdle you guys had to face within the cookout or thought about something was going to break up the cookout like was there ever a hurdle you had to face to get to the end to be the final six yes multiple okay what um, was the biggest <laughs> i know the biggest one i would say the biggest one was week five when derek x was hoh he put up uh, christian and sarah beth um or he was back during christian and when they when the two of them were on the block uh that was the first real uh descent that we had within the cookout as far as like how we were going to move forward yeah. and uh you know it was me <laughs> it's basically me wanting us to uh uh get rid of christian because that allowed the master plan uh that we had you know that tiffany had laid out for us to work and then it was like tiffany and xavier not wanting uh us to to get rid of christian and uh, and it was crazier too because i was like i love christian like yeah he's one of my favorite people in this house but it doesn't fit with our plan and strategically there's no way that the six of us are going to make it to the end if we keep this guy in here with his level of competitions and and his allegiances uh you know some of us might have been okay and some of us wouldn't have been but we we wouldn't have moved forward and so that was i remember one of the most stressful moments for me because i you know there was a, a, some members of the cookout were having personal issues that were unrelated to this addiction entirely. Yeah. Uh, and that was a storage room fight. And then we had, uh, and then I had that whole thing. So I was just really glad that um, Big D and Aza were, were both down um, to, uh, I just remember Big D come like, well, you know, what do you, what do you want? What, what do you want me to do? And that's fine. And me and Aza will do it. And I was like, yo, like we got to stick with this plan. <laughs> and uh and then we did. And that was, um, but, but coming up to that moment, it was stressful. So I, I feel the stress in my body right now, as I think about it, I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, guys, like we have a plan. Let's stick with the plan. There's no reason not to this works. And, uh, and, you know, I think that it's evident with the fact that six of us made it, that that was the right decision. And so Definitely. that was, that was a stressful time. <laughs> uh huh. So it looked like once the final six happened, that Tiffany was a huge target. And obviously she was taken out um, first within the cookout. I want to know about your game plan. Like who would have been the perfect person for you to sit with in the final two? Like what was your goal to get to the end? Um, and my goal pretty early on was to uh, sit with the best to the end. Like it, it was, it was, I knew always like if I had a strong ally, like there's a good chance that I would try and get to the end with them just because I, I, that's how I wanted to play the game. But I also knew that it depended I think that I went in wanting that, but knowing that that may not be the most practical thing. As okay. soon as we started the cookout in like week one, it became, and then as soon as we gained traction as the cookout, I was like, this is such an idealistic thing that we're doing. And it's so, you know, kind of like storybook and, and, and uh, 
and amazing and, and, you know, can be, yeah, it's just like, I'm an idealistic person. So when I realize, okay, we're accomplishing this thing. Yeah. We got to go all the way. And like, what's the next step past this thing? Well, the next step past the six of us making it is trying to get our top competitors uh, to the end of the game. And I think pretty early on, I was like, okay, because of the way that things played out, um, it started to be like evident that that would be like a Tiffany and Xavier. So I was kind of looking at, at sitting next to either one of them. And most of the season, I thought it would be Tiffany that I'd be looking to, to sign next to. And then things just shifted over time. And it's funny because it just turned out that uh, a big part of that shift was not knowing um, how good Tiffany was at the game because – we can't see things. So there were aspects of the game where I was like, I used to think she was the best, but I guess she's not able to do this and this thing. So maybe she's not as good as I thought. So like, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll try and sit next to Xavier then. Cause everybody's saying he's the, you know, the person to try and beat. And uh, then <laughs> uh, later on, I found out like, Oh, she wasn't able to do those things. Cause she was actively trying to do the opposite. Yeah. So like she was just doing successfully the thing that she wanted to do. So she was good. But since I didn't know that because she was communicating me something different, I was like, oh, she just isn't uh, uh, able to to accomplish this thing that she's telling me she's trying to do. So I guess that's why. So uh-huh. that's, uh, you know, in hindsight, it is kind of, that would kind of be the uh, that is a place where hindsight has been able to be helpful. Like, oh, man, that would have been the 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 pairing for sure. Definitely. Um, so I want to talk about one of the biggest moments of the season was when you got evicted. And you and Xavier got into a little bit of an argument there. Um, what can you tell us about that? What do you remember? Um, and how did you guys solve it? Because you guys obviously went into the challenge being friends and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, we've we've hashed it out in so many conversations and interviews. It's just kind of like we're past it and we're ready for everybody else to kind of go past it. It was just, you know, uh, yeah, we, we, we were able to have the conversations and He's just such a, a a class act overall. Afterwards, that um, it was nice to be able to to have the conversation that we needed to to build back some of the bond that you know that we had created in the house, and and we're excited to keep moving forward with everybody else. Definitely. Um, so I want to bring up mental health again, just because you guys are now leaving the house. Xavier wins Big Brother. Um, Tiffany's voted America's favorite house guest, and now you have social media with thousands of followers all these news companies want to interview you guys you have all these people saying that they either love you or they hate you um what was that process like because i i want to experience that i don't want to play big brother i just want to experience being somewhere for 90 days and then coming out and social media having the whirlwind i just want to see what it's like firsthand so what was it like for you dealing with that well whirlwind is a great word and i think that um for each one of us, it was so different, but yet like the same, it was the same in the sense that it was new to all of us. All of us were not expecting, like all of us didn't, I think, get the full weight of it until we got out and we we're like, oh, okay, we have some sort of attention. Um, and for us, it's so overnight because we hand our phones in and then we don't get them back to after the game. So like, even though it happened over three months for us, it was just basically one night. And it is a little bit overwhelming, but I would say that I'm super fortunate um and lucky that I just had uh a mindset first off I think like the my, not even a mindset of uh <laughs> the way my brain set up with how you know I'm neurodivergent found out afterwards like actually to the extent of being on the spectrum and, and that a benefit of that kind of a superpower has been the 
knowledge or sorry, the uh, ability to, to really not get attacked, not get too emotional on things. So it's like, if this logically doesn't make sense. And I think that's why one the advice that I remember my mom told me super young and all of us and uh, all of her kids um, was that, you know, if somebody calls you a purple elephant, you, you wouldn't get upset unless, you know, unless it's true. So like, why would you get upset if anybody's saying anything true? So for me, even all of us are going to get misjudged about something, things that happen in the house, especially if somebody's like rooting for someone else, they're up, they're actively rooting against you and they have reasons to villainize and to look at you as opposition. And uh, for, for me, it was like, I knew that I was like, well, I'm not going to spend any time convincing people verbally with like who I am. I'm just going to be who I am and then they can witness it. And that's fortunately what's happened is that afterwards I just continue to be, who I am and, and which is a person that's always learning, always growing. And uh, it's been really nice to see, to have so many conversations with people and receive the comments and, and, uh, and, and it's not always positive, but I think that I can never, I, I always have in my head that like, you know, the negative voices are, uh, it was, it was actually my buddy, like one of the guys I live with in, in Venice when I was in the, the house, the big community house, uh, there's this YouTuber. He's like one of the grandfathers of YouTube. His name's Louis Cole. Amazing human. So amazing. And he told me uh, that, you know, the negative voices are more intense and more loud, but far fewer than the positive. And I think that that's what I've observed coming out of the house is just how true that is. And so it's been funny to be with other influencers or reality stars or whatever and see them on social and see them like looking at comments and you'll see you know, 5,000 likes, 400 comments and six negative comments. And they'll just get stuck on those six. And I'm like, wait, what, how, like how, how do you get stuck? And so, but I understand that happens and that is very natural for so many people. And for me, fortunately it's not. So I just feel, you know, blessed and lucky to, to have that mindset. Definitely. Um, so something I wanted to talk about that you just brought up was um, you finding out you're neurodivergent. Um, if you could just talk a little bit more about that and the process of how you found out and all that. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, after the house, I had some outreach from um, family and from strangers that were uh, like, including my, my older sister is like a sex therapist and works with a lot of families and social workers and uh, for everything from like domestic abuse to, to uh, education and so many things. So she works with a lot of young people and she see, she's can identify certain things. And so she was obviously the closest voice to me, but then I also had a few other people that had mentioned it. Uh, that I didn't even know that had kids that were just like, hey, did you notice this? And so I started uh, the process of like reaching out to the doctors that were local and saw a couple and got, you know, and then I got a second opinion. And the second opinion was because I just wanted to be, have as good of an understanding. And, and I approached it very much as like, it wasn't like, you know, I was looking for a, a diagnosis one way or another. It was just like, I just want to understand more because I am seeing the the traits that people are are commenting on and how I operate <laughs> and I want to understand more about why that is and where that comes from and yeah so then I, I you know I spoke with these doctors and they um you know gave me a diagnosis and I was like and then they were educating me on like tools and things that can be put in place and conversations I could have and, and strategies and it's just been so helpful um and enlightening for sure like I remember it's just been lightning for my past. I did a podcast with my mom because I have my podcast and I told 
uh, me and my mom were talking about it. And I just remember like when, <laughs> when I first told her, she was just like, oh, that makes sense. Like it, it wasn't even like a surprise. It was like, oh wait, yeah. As we look back at all of these different things throughout your life and just how they were different um, and how we operate differently, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And so, uh, yeah, that it's just been um, more and more understanding. And, and, you know, I've had people like Brittany from our show that have just been so supportive and helpful in, in the journey of, of discovery and, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a super positive, uh, helpful thing. Definitely. Um, I actually so one of my good friends is Paige from the Most Likely Two podcast. Um, okay. She interviewed you a couple weeks ago, yep. I think, and I listened to it, um, and that's where I heard a lot about neurodivergent, and I started researching it because you talked about it on her podcast. So any of you that want to hear more about it, go listen to hers. Um, we're always promoting each other's links, so I'm sure you already know Love about it. You listening, but. Just want to shout that out there. Um, I always have a game I play with people. So before we get into the challenge, um, I play this with every single guest. Um, it's called First Impressions. I want to give okay. you like five to seven people. Can you just tell me your first impression meeting them? What you first okay. thought? First one we kind of already talked about is Tiffany Mitchell. Um, wow. First impression. First impression. was a uh, side note can you is that music too loud is it okay is no, somebody's playing music outside perfect okay sorry about that. um yeah so first impression on tiffany uh i don't know maybe just cool like okay. she was just a, a cool uh, cool's not even the right word um <laughs> i'm trying to think just somebody that was like yo this is uh there was a vibe that i just caught i was like this is somebody that I feel like a strong connection with um, and kind of in so many ways, I was like, all right, I'm, this person knows the game. This person can understand me. We can understand each other. <sighs> yeah. I think so. Just connection uh, is maybe the word. If I pick the single word. <laughs> uh, the next one is big D Derek Frazier. Um, you know, first impression was just like friendly. Cause he was just a soup, like, very first impression, I met him upstairs after we did that opening comp for the four of us with the slides. And he was just up there all bubbly and smiley and uh, hot uh, yeah. from the sitting out in the sun on the balcony. And But he was just so smiley and bubbly and like not at all. I mean, he is smiley and bubbly and friendly, but he's just such a strong personality and sassy and hilarious and, and compassionate. And so yeah. – uh, so many more things I discovered later on, but when I met him, he was just this, hi, I'm Derek. Nice, like super bubbly person. <laughs> Love it. Um, the next one I have is Frenchie. Frenchie, uh, first impression was, um, uh, what would it be? Um, excited. You okay. could tell that he was excited to be there yeah. and excited to, to play the game. Definitely. Uh, the next one I have, she actually won the Challenge USA, uh, Sarah Lucina. Oh, Sarah. Um, Sarah would be – so funny enough, I think Sarah and I had encountered each other briefly at Hearts of Reality beforehand, but I barely remembered because – that was still kind of a whirlwind. That was only a couple of months after we got out and we were just meeting so many people all at once. And we didn't know like who was fans and who was 
who who were from other shows and I hadn't watched Survivor, so I don't remember that one. So the first impression really would be at uh, at the challenge in Argentina. And yeah, when I walked up to Sarah, I would say I just felt um, uh, for sure like a boldness, a uh, like she was like, oh yeah, this is a bold chick, like in yeah, a bold woman. <laughs> uh, the next one I have, you were pretty close with this season, Tyson. Uh, uh, Tyson, um, let me think. First impression was... Uh, what's the word? Um, Tyson is, is just confident, swag, like slick. Uh, okay. he, I came, like that was one of the few names that I heard um they're like yo if this guy's here be worried and i was like yeah. <laughs> all right uh and i saw him and he was just like so i don't know he was just he, he, he was he he just seemed confident and and, and charming and uh slick and he, yeah it just yeah i'm bad at picking one word but no, you're it's good, a lot you're good, you're good. It, was, it was it was cool to meet him and then he's just so personable too so it's conflicting because everyone's like yo you gotta watch out for this dude he is a you know, uh, 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 a cutthroat guy. And I met him and he was just like, I was like, damn, I like him and I believe him and I want to work with him. And fortunately it ended up being mutual for us, yeah. but uh, it definitely was scary because I was like, wow, I am already under this guy's spell. If this is just how he, he does everybody, then I'm yeah. screwed. <laughs> You're done, yeah. Uh, the last one I have is Angela. Oh my gosh, Angela is... Um, I'm like Angela is like strong elegance, okay. a strong elegance. She walked like she walked up, and I was like, I think I recognize this person because she had her mask on the airport. I had met Tyler over Facetime a couple of times, but I had never met Angela or talked to her. And she walked up, and I just was like in in the airport, and I was like, I think I recognize this person. She had a mask. I was like, whoa. Like you are taller than I thought and uh, just, but then she was just like a kind person, but you, you know, she walks, she stands tall also, regardless yeah. of her height, <laughs> whoever height she was, she stands tall and she's, you know, visibly you're like, this is a, if I, you know, yeah, this, this person, if you bump into her, you're going to fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I do want to get into the challenge. Um, so I just want to ask about the introduction of it. Like, did you know about the challenge going into it? Were there any hesitations to go on it? And what was it like? Because in the beginning, we kind of were thrown at this, like, it's Big Brother versus Survivor versus Love Island versus Amazing Race dynamic. And how true to the format was that? Um, I think going into the game, we thought that. We thought that there would be a element of, uh, you know, rocking with the numbers on Big Brother. And... It was funny because, but then as soon as we saw the algorithm, just from a like strategic mindset, it just didn't make sense. You're like, okay, things are, if this is truly random, like it's going to mix us up in a way that it's not going to be uh, in any individual's best interest to, to operate exactly this way. At least not, I shouldn't say any individual, but I'm going to be in my best interest. <laughs> and so I, especially because I knew I had people that I wanted to protect. I was like, okay. No matter what, I want to protect, like, coming into the game, my relationship with DX, my relationship with Tiffany. I was like, all right, we know 
these are people that I'm going to look out for no matter what. Um, and then beyond that, that ex expands to my cast with, with uh, the 20, BB23 cast. Um, and then beyond that, it expands to Big Brother as a whole. Um, and then we'll see what relationships come as the game develops. But one thing I knew is that I wanted to come into the game and play for myself because having played Big Brother as an alliance and putting the alliance first over my own personal game multiple times uh, during the season, that was, you know, it was a, a sacrifice that I was happy to make given the the purpose. But, you know, as a competitor and somebody wants to play this game, like as an individual, I knew that I wanted to play the game as an individual. And so since I finally had the opportunity to do it, I wanted to do it. So I knew that I was going to make whatever moves I had to make outside of those two people pretty much going in. I was like, yo, I'm going to do whatever, whatever I need to do to get to the end. And it was really fortunate that uh, I was able to make the relationships really quickly with Tyson, um, who kind of had that similar mindset and was like, and he has, you know, the most experience of any of us on these sort of games and uh, just has that, you know, iconic status of, of playing, of, of playing a strategic game and, and working with people and all these things. So uh, while being a top, like, you know, physical mental competitor. So I was just like, he had the same thought I did. And I was like, okay, cool. As far as like, we got to play that we can't play this game in show teams. We have to play it strategically. And I'd say overall uh, that that was the mindset of the people that I was working with that were, that I was the closest with. Like we, you know, we would kind of, laugh when we heard somebody be like oh yeah i want to stay show strong to whatever show you know and then you had amazing race you only had three so they didn't even really have that option yeah <laughs> so i think that people and some people did try and, and and work with their shows but i feel like each person depending on their own skill set has to play the game accordingly to to that skill set and so like you know if they if they have the if they're not as prepared in certain things then they may have to rely on on somebody else for this or, or whatnot but at the end of the day, it's like even when you look at the outcome of who made it to the end, like when you look at what actually happened during the season, if you look at who who got put in each week, the show lines were were minimal. It was much more just happenstance as far as like, oh, this this week, this these people like people look at we you know, me and Alyssa putting in Xavier is like shows turning on each other. It's like shows started turning each other at the second elimination when Love Island put in Love Island. And then right after that all the survivor people signed up on putting on a survivor person in the elimination right after that. Like, so it just kept, it was happening the whole time that, that people were looking out for themselves over their shows and, uh, and between the algorithm and just the way things played out, um, you know, you had, you had a different setup at the end, but for me, I look at the game and I'm just like the decisions that I made looking out for myself were really close to getting me to the end of the game. And uh, so I'm pretty, happy with with the decisions i made just even if the result wasn't perfect definitely um so i want to talk about the first elimination um to you and aza i was actually with aza watching that at her uh um, <laughs> whoa party yeah we were upstairs in the vip section and i was watching her watch it it was like a surreal experience um i know you had a party in la right for the yeah yeah and i i told you i'm in south carolina so it's just a lot easier to fly to new york city than fly to of LA. of course so it was surreal watching her watch herself, but um, I want to talk about that experience for you because on Big Brother, you're on the block, right? And it's, it's a certain type of stress waiting for the whole week because the veto ceremonies are on Mondays usually. 
but the challenge is so quick and then it's a competition where you have to fight for your life. So if you could just talk about what that was like for you mentally and then also physically, as well as being with Aza, who was somebody you knew going into it. Um, I'd say that, uh, well, one aspect was it was weird because, you know, you don't want to be the first people in elimination because then you worry about being the first people to be sent home. And when you're really excited and passionate about doing something and you prepare a lot to be there, that feels concerning. But a weird thing that I felt was relief after we lost the challenge because uh, I remember that uh, I was worried it was like a purge challenge. I was like, shoot, we just lost. We're going to go home without even getting the chance. And like the eliminations was something I was excited for because I was like, okay, at least you have that chance. But a purge just takes you out. And fortunately, we didn't have that. So I was like relieved to hear that we were going to elimination for a second. And then you're like, okay, wait, you could still lose. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I'd say having Oz as a partner uh, actually did breed a good amount of confidence because at the end of the day, we had a relationship where I knew that we could have trust in each other um, to A, try our best. Like I knew that she came that like, I think that she was sh- shook a little bit after the challenge, the daily challenge, because of how exhausting it was and having her up the stairs. And like, I always say, like, people don't realize like she was a trooper. She was not really like physically prepared to, to she didn't get to train that much before the challenge um and she made up those stairs without stopping like she actually wanted to stop and uh, I was able to like like hey like we just can't stop and just give her a push up the last you know a couple of flights and she just didn't stop moving her feet and I was just so proud of her for that especially because you could tell by the end like you know she how much she was how exhausted she was and so I knew that she would bring that mindset into into the elimination and she brought that plus like another sharpness with her. And so I just felt good to have somebody that I had a relationship with. I'm like, yo, while we were playing, we could trust each other even. She would put trust in me, which I was very thankful for as far as like, hey, we're going to do this. And she's like, well, I think this. And I was like, I'm like, this is, I could see this. Like I've watched this game. I know this, like this is what we're doing. And she would listen and 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 give it her all. And it was, uh, it was, it was a great partnership for, to have, for that elimination and and uh yeah i was really glad to, that we were able to pull it out yep so one of the alliances that you had um was kind of shown a little bit towards the middle of the season that i really loved was the trio of you tyson and angela um and you kind yeah. of talked about how you and tyson got close but if you could talk about that trio and how you three got close because it's two big brother people and one survivor person and the two big brother people weren't even on the same season together. You were on 23 and Angela was on 20. So if you could just talk about those, that dynamic between you three. Um, I mean, I would say that uh, me and Tyson got together first just because, uh, I'm, what's it called? We were bunked right next to each other. And but I mean, we were talking, Tyson's someone who like is, is good at reading like, okay, is this person gaming me or is this person having genuine conversation? And I would say, I kind of like, you know, I always want to play the game, but I'm my conversations are genuine. So even in Big Brother, I remember that we would have times where uh, Derek X, he said that he would talk to, you know, his, his people that are close to him, other people that are close to him. And he'd be like, you know, I'm worried about Kylan because of this and this thing that he's doing that like doesn't make sense to me. And you know, allies would tell him like strategically, they would be like, yo, like you can't trust him. Here's all the reason why they would spend an hour talking to him. And he'd be like, I can't trust Kylan at all. And then he would come and talk to me for five minutes. And he'd be like, 
I trust Kylan forever. Like he's my, like, and, and I was just like, the reason why is because when we were talking, it was just like a real genuine friendship. That's all we were talking about. Like, I don't know how to turn that off. If it, if I really feel it, I just care for people that way. And I feel, uh, and the reason why you don't feel the game is because it's just not there. Like, it's not like I'm not aware of it. It's not like I'm going to say something at the detriment of the game. Um, but if I'm saying something genuine to you, like some people you can tell they're always playing the game. Like the, yeah. like every, even their genuine conversations, it's like dripping with it. And and not everyone can tell, but like, you know, if you're perceptive enough, you can tell like, okay, this, like they're watching their tone. They're like, it's not that like I'm not going to pay attention to those things, but I just won't push it to anything like that isn't 100% real. Like if we're, if we're, if we're having uh and that, you know, has cost me some things in Big Brother, but it just was valuable to me in the challenge in building that relationship. And I think that uh, that was something Tyson had commented on early on was just like, hey, like I, like I said, I think this friendship is really like, I think it is too. And I literally, like I said, I thought he was still gaming me and it turned out not. And he told me about his idea for the money team before I won any money. So that kind of built a lot of trust too. Um, and so that's where that relationship came from. And then the uh angela i don't know i was kind of fan going back to like early the first impression like when i'm angela i was kind of fangirl because that was the first yeah. season i ever watched live and uh-huh. i thought she was a badass like competitor and people always called her like the ice queen stuff i never saw that I, I mean i see why people say that but it just was like all i saw was just like someone who is about herself and like just uh very determined and focused and that's something I can relate to. And, and we, we talked a lot during the challenge about how like we get a, like, she's somebody that now, especially uh, with my diagnosis, I could tell, I was like, why? Like I've realized that I use different levels of energy talking to different people based on our compatibility. And for Angela, she's someone who is uh, like very straightforward. And I don't mean straightforward, like as a substitute for like speaking unkindly like I just mean straightforward as in like she just kind of says um says things sometimes matter of fact and that can come off as cold to people and to me it doesn't because I'm just like well no she's just giving me the information and I appreciate it and so I use less energy I feel comfortable around her she feels understood by me so she feels more comfortable around me and that just kind of built a, a cool bond and uh and then just you know that competitor mindset about like you saw her at the end she had that same mindset as far as like yo i want to compete against competitors i want to compete against the top people and uh so you know we aligned on those things and uh yeah so that was it was just really cool to have that that uh to build that relationship with with two such amazing competitors in the game definitely um so you were involved in one of the biggest moments of the season again with xavier when you guys threw him into an elimination um Looking back at it now, do you think that was the right move to make? Do you regret doing that decision? Um, and how much back and forth were you guys going back and forth with about eventually throwing him and Shannon? I mean, a lot of back and forth, way more than the episode kind of showed. Like, I feel like the episode, like it was, there was a conversation that me and Melissa had with Xavier. And after that conversation, we're like, you know what? I don't trust him 100%, but I trust him more than I did before that conversation. So let's keep him. Like, you know, let's give him, let's see what happens. And uh, that was with, as far as our relationship with him, or at least my relationship with him. And then afterwards, it kind of became apparent that because where the other relationships were in the house, 
it just wasn't strategically the best option for me uh, to be able to work, uh, to have him as like a, a close ally in the game. Uh, as far as me getting to the end um, as an individual, um, I'd say that, so on a pride side, I'm like, oh, I wish I kept him because I want some to rep big brother and have more big brother people. Uh, that would have been fun to have like just more of us um, in the game, especially like a, a strong competitor like Xavier. But uh, on an individual gamer side, I was like, I don't want to make the idealistic uh, prideful decisions. I want to make the decisions that allow me as an individual to move forward in this game. And talking, having all the conversations I did, that turned out to be the the best move for me at that time. And pretty much like it literally with the, if not for <laughs> that, uh, you know, if not for the one, the, the one question, like with Madonna, like it would have gotten me to the end of the game. And I think that I would have had a pretty good shot because uh, I wasn't going into an individual elimination, most likely. Um, so and if I did, I was most likely coming out. So it uh, it just was kind of a uh, just that one little thing. And then the analogy that I love, I remember talking with Davon about it because she's a blackjack dealer. And it was just like, you know, we were saying how if you have an 11 and you double down because dealer has four and then you get, you know, a two and then the dealer wins with 17. Like you didn't make the wrong call. You just played the cards and the cards showed up that way. Yeah. And for me, it felt the same. It's like, I made the best move for me to have my shot getting to the end and winning the game. Uh, and just the cards didn't come up right. And so it is, it is what it is, but like, I can't live in that regret because, you know, I just don't believe in regret as a whole because it is a, uh, I'm here and I'm alive and I'm breathing. And, uh, my loved ones are as well. And, you know, if you look at the butterfly effect, anything happened differently, maybe this wouldn't be the same outcome. And so uh, I, I don't want to live in, in a what if way world. Um, I just want to be grateful for where I'm at and where, yeah. how I got here. Yes, definitely. There's been um, a lot of controversy, I guess is the right word, this past week about the final. Um, Tyson's come out and said some stuff. We have our two winners, Sarah and Danny, who were the only people to finish the final. Um, Ben was medically not allowed to compete. Desi wasn't able to go past the first 15 minutes because of Enzo. Angela got DQ'd. It was a whole thing. Um, so if you could just tell me your thoughts on the final as something that was on that season, and then how do you think you would have done in the final? Well, my thoughts on how things went, like – I, my comments can be very limited. I wasn't there. So like, I, you know, you hear everything. I'm hearing the same things you guys are hearing and reading. Um, but I just wasn't there. So I have very limited, you know, uh, uh, things that I can say with any sort of authority or not, or true knowledge, first person account. Um, I do think it sucks the way that something's played out. Uh, but that is just, you know, that, that's how it feels about multiple things, you know, you see, and we've seen that over the course of the show, you see, Mark's bike chain break in All Stars three, and like I'm sure that was pretty rough. We my car broke down like in in our cha daily challenge. Like yeah. things just happen, and uh, I I would say that you hope that uh, I'm sure that people try and make things work out to the best they can, and and uh, yeah, I don't know, it, you know, I'm sure also being a first season, they had their own growing pains on the production side that they had to kind of get through, and. Uh, I will say one thing for sure is that uh, the we had incredibly uh, 
some some tough like competitors throughout our season, some tough people there in the final. And uh, the fact that just the two of them finished, I don't think is a as much of a commentary on the people that didn't finish uh, as much as the commentary on like how difficult and challenging the final may have been. Um, and it would be interesting, you know, you have people that may say things from, uh, you know, an MTV standpoint, like, oh, these people couldn't last or whatever. And I'd say like a lot of the CBS cast probably couldn't last, but a decent amount of us um, would give the best of the best to run for their money, um, literally. And uh, I, I for sure feel confident, including myself in that. And, uh, and then you also asked, you know, how would I do in our final? Uh, I would say that prepared for that event challenge, like in a more strategic way than probably most people have ever prepared for that game. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm, I was literally in my bed doing Sudoku puzzles that I would create from memory. Yeah. So uh, in my journal, uh, <laughs> so I feel pretty confident I could have done pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Danny, he's a beast and I just literally one of the nicest, best guys ever. So um, I'm just so happy for him uh, and the guys that's what I'm competing against on the guy side. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, um, but it's, you know, us going, uh, us going head to head in that final, it, uh, I think I could give him a run for his money in the literal sense. So, um, but that's just the friendly competitor in me that, and, you know, I love, I love these games. I love competing and, you know, we'll see what happens in the yeah. future. Yeah. Um, I think if it wasn't Sudoku and it was like a regular puzzle, I think everybody finishes it. Um, and I will, I want to comment on one thing you said about how the MTV cast has been talking a little bit of trash here and there. Um, <laughs> the one person who's been talking trash, I'm not going to name him, but y'all can see on Twitter. <laughs> I really do believe that y'all would destroy him in most of the characters. <laughs> um, I don't know why he's the one talking trash. I don't get it. But let's see you versus him or Danny versus him or Tyson versus him. I, I don't think it's fair. I think you guys <laughs> uh, I think you make good points. All I'm going to say, uh, I'm not going to name drop, but y'all know who I'm referring to. He'll be on this season of Ride or Dies. Um, anyway, moving on. Um so I want to ask, would you ever do the challenge again or would you ever go to the MTV version since we're talking about the MTV version and follow the footsteps of like Josh, Fessy, Polly, Devon, um, Amber B, who's a big brother champion, Casey Clark, so on and so forth. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I love big brother. Uh, that's like my favorite sort of like strategic game, but the challenge is just the most fun game that I can possibly imagine for me. And so I just love, uh, uh any time of day like i would do these shows and and uh yeah just love competing and and, um and then to compete with more people especially like you know uh competitors that people you know you you've seen you from big brother to the challenge like i'm first one to say like i want to compete against uh, against competitors and i want to uh uh and i i'm really hopeful and excited for any possible opportunities to do so definitely um, so I just have one more question before I send uh, the listener questions that people sent in for you. Um, so I just want to talk about what you have going on in your professional, personal life after this. Um, anything you want to shout out? Just do you plan on doing more reality television, businesses? What are you, what are you, Kylan's day-to-day, basically? I would say on the reality television side, uh, I'll say consistent with saying that I, I would never – I don't see any dating shows in my future. That's not really up my up my alley. It's not something I want to do. 
in that format. Um, but the competition shows that, especially the ones, you know, the Big Brother and the Challenge, um, are is, is are the reality TV. I would for sure love to to have more opportunities with. Um, and then outside reality TV, though, I really just want to uh, create more content to speak about the things that I'm passionate about that are important to me. Uh, number one is impact. Um, I've always looked at like, how can I have an impact? Uh, the, the ethos I live by is like, I want the world to be better because I was here. And that, you know, the, 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 the comment that I, that I want to teach people is that, you know, no, not everyone can do everything, but everyone can do something. Uh, and so the right now I'm working on some content, talking with other reality TV personalities to see the causes that they're most passionate about and see how we can amplify those. Um, I've been doing that on my own channels with, you know, race and Alzheimer's and uh, the red uh, Watts empowerment center um, uh, at red eye, red eye and Watts. Uh, and then um, I've been reconnecting with the urban saddles team out here that I, I uh, have been uh, uh, was on a, the board for before Big Brother, and so I want to keep working both locally and, and and nationally and hopefully internationally on pushing forth like good causes, good organizations, and showing people how to do that. And then um, and then the other passions for me for sure is like film and TV, like not like acting or anything like that, but just talking about movies. There's nothing I love talking about more uh, besides these games than movies, and uh, so really excited to start doing more content around that um that's something that i get asked about a lot uh from fans as far because they know i'm just such a big movie lover and so i want to create more content around that um i've been working on some that is coming out soon and uh, and then just sharing more of my life and the journey and everything so you know the first youtube video comes out this week that's not related to my podcast um and uh that's just related to the past year and everything that's happened um so i guess if you're watching this on thursday it should be out either that day or the next day and uh, and then the last thing is just Connections with Kyland is the podcast that uh, I've been that I started after Big Brother and I uh, got the second season. We're, we're, we started working on that. So that'll be dropping later this year, too. And yeah, and just want to keep connecting with people um, in the podcast on other people's podcasts like yours and uh, and just sharing the journey and, and, and excitement around all the things I just said. Definitely. Um, are you into Oscar movies by any chance? I am. I haven't caught up on all the top contenders for this year. I'm guessing, but I, I tend to, I tend to watch most of them. Okay. Did you watch Birdman a couple years ago? Yeah, of course. Uh, what was your? Because I love Birdman. Um, uh, and everybody I show to it has told me that I'm not allowed to recommend movies anymore because it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. you know. Okay. Exactly. All right. That's. I mean, we can talk. I movie get it. Now. Okay. Here's the thing. Sometimes I see a movie and I get why somebody will feel that. Yeah. Um, but then there also is like an approach thing too. It's like you're responsible for your mindset of how you enter this movie and what you're supposed to look at for the movie. And so the analogy I not the the example I always use is like if you go and see Fast and Furious or Transformers, like don't leave and be like, Oh, that was so unrealistic or whatever. It's like that's on you to walk in with the right mindset so that you when you were watching that film, what you expected to see. Um, and so I feel very similar for a lot of like Oscar movies, whether it's, you know, Birdman or, or Parasite or, you know, whatever it happens to be, it's like, yo, there are certain things that, that, uh, these films kind of demonstrate that, that, you know, it's like you have Avengers Endgame, phenomenal movie, uh, Parasite, phenomenal movie, way different. And depending on who you are, there's a lot of people, I'm probably in the minority of people that loves both of them. 
you know so it's yeah. just like but yeah the birdman <laughs> i'll come I'll, I'll i'll side with you on birdman it's like yo mm-hmm. pe- some people you know they sometimes i always say sometimes you're allowed to have a personal opinion and yeah. sometimes you can just be wrong and uh i say that whenever it benefits me and so Definitely. this is one of the times <laughs> when i believe that uh, yeah and birdman that one shot scene is my favorite like yeah uh, when they have that long one shot i was like yo that was just intense yeah, yeah i'm gonna have to band. have you on for a part two to talk movies because i could talk about this let's do hour. it yes I mean, I, i'm down i'm down i have literally gotten in fights with people be like verbal on twitter about three billboards outside of epic missouri because i love <laughs> it and people hate yep. it um I, but yeah so we'll have to we'll have to save that for another day um yes just listener questions I was going to make this a whole segment, but so many people have wanted me to ask you about this. Just your thoughts on Big Brother 24. Who do you pick to win the whole season, basically? Yo, I mean, you know, this is coming after the eviction, but it's looking like uh, having Taylor and Monty um, just look like the top contenders to win. I mean, well, now they're guaranteed final three. They have Vito yeah. and HOH. Uh, and it's just been awesome to see. The, especially Taylor, the things that she's overcome to get to that position. Um, and I don't know, at the end of the game, you never really know where everybody stands in the jury. Uh, the round table will be our first opportunity to get a, a great insight because yeah. right now we have such limited clips between their exit interviews and between them um, sitting uh, with Julie during the exit. And uh, yeah, we'll have to see where everybody actually stands um i'm excited i'm i'm very excited to watch the round table and to see that uh besides that um the i'm trying to think of what else there is uh um yeah it it is yeah well we'll, i'm I'm just excited i hope that they make the final two but i could also see you know depending on who wins and depending on who they have as the third option uh, there could be a very strategic move made to cut, like, you know, it's like, yo, we got the showman's going, and I have love for you, but you're harder for me to beat than this person. And if somebody makes that choice, uh, I hope that uh, the voter, the jury member who who they create as the final jury member, respects it as a game move and still votes for them. So, um, you know, I, I you know, it's always sad to see the bitter jury votes at the end. So I, I definitely respect the non-bitter jury votes. So we'll see. Yeah, I I want Taylor to win, but I think Monty's gonna win. That's that's where I'm at personally. Yeah, and there I mean, there's just been so many moves. I think that this is a season. I can't tell you for the voters it will matter, but for me as a watcher, those final speeches will make a huge difference. For yeah, me. like yeah. I, I, for me as a as a player and as a and as a viewer, for who I think should win will definitely depend on those final speeches. Because if people can articulate, like, hey. I made this as a game move and this is a game move and really point out their moves and they were doing stuff intentionally. I will, that will definitely uh, play a role for me and who I think should win. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think Taylor's story, how she was like ostracized in the beginning. hundred percent. First black women to win big brother besides After all that would be an incredible story for her to win the game. An yeah. It'd be story. iconic for sure. I mean, it, yeah. Um, the next listener question has nothing to do with reality TV. They just want to know if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, only this food, what are you picking? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. That's so hard. Uh, dang. Okay. Oh, man. Well, all right. So, oof. 
All right, single rent, like single food, not mixed up with anything. Single ingredient, but not single ingredient, but basically single food. Popcorn's probably my favorite food. That's just because I love movies. So that's up there okay. as a contender. Also, though, in Malibu, there's a spot called Lily's. They have this carne asada burrito. It's my favorite burrito in the world. Highly recommend it. Ten out of ten. That may be the 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 food item that you know I'd want to eat like every day uh, if it was healthy for me to do so. Um, Definitely. or breakfast food. I love a simple breakfast, pancakes, okay. eggs, bacon, that any time of day. Great. Perfect. Yep. Um, and then the last listener question I have is, um, if you were on the amazing race, who would you want your partner from reality television to be? I interviewed Azza, um, about a month ago now, and she actually said you, um, Ooh, I love that. So who would you pick as your reality TV partner to be on the amazing race? Um, hmm. I mean, uh, wait, from reality TV people? Yeah, so Big Brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, from the reality TV people. Um, yeah, I mean, probably I could see Aza. I mean, I think that it's like I'm close with Tiffany, but we also fight a lot. So I can see that happen. (laughs) And me and Aza may not fight as much. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, as far as the reality TV people that we have, um, and I think that our skill sets, uh, could balance each other out. So I, I could definitely see that, um, you know, Derek and Claire would be iconic choices, but clearly they're already, they're already in it. So yeah. I'm excited that, you know, this, uh, this comes out the day after their premiere. So make sure everybody's watching them, um, on the amazing race. Uh, and yeah, I don't know that, that is. That's just come to mind just off jump, but I'm sure that there's, you know, there's some other folks that if I, if I sit and think about it too, uh, but then, you know, I don't know who would, who they would want to pick, you know, it's yeah, like, 100%. uh, who, yeah, my ideal partner. <laughs> yeah. I, I, too much, too much for me to think about, but that's, <laughs> that is some initial response for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, if you want entertaining TV, I think me and Tiffany would have a lot of fun for the one week that we lasted before our fighting got the best of us. So <laughs> Yeah. So I did get a bunch of questions about that, about Thailand. Um, is there anything you want to comment on that? Cause people love your guys' dynamic um, together, you and Tiffany. Well, I mean, I always say, you know, Thailand is undefinable. We're, we're the connect and uh, you know, it is uh, we'll see. Uh, she's just a very special person in my life um that i love and and care for and am appreciative for and learning so much from and so uh excited to to see uh how we continue to develop like our friendship our relationship our our partnership as as two people in this entertainment reality tv space and and uh, in life and you know just very she's somebody i'm just very impressed by and inspired by like everything from her uh her personal business to you know how she raises her son and the family connections that she has and and just i think she's one of the most iconic big brother players of all time so it's like uh yeah i I, i'm just she's just someone i'm thankful to know definitely agree i definitely agree um i do want to give you one last time any shout outs any last words where we can find you on social media i really appreciate you coming on this is just your time to shine right here um well i would say first uh the uh Sorry. So I would say that, you know, I appreciate the time. I appreciate being here. I appreciate you, not just the flexibility of making this happen, but uh, I, I feel like there's so, uh, you know, I want to talk to as many people as I can. 
and podcasts. And I, so I really appreciate your persistence in us connecting. Uh, that's already the props. And then now that we've actually gotten to talk, I just am really impressed by, I don't know, just how conversational this is. This is fun. It's conversational. Um, it's one-on-one. It's not like, you know, we didn't, I just can feel your passion for the shows yeah. and for doing you doing this for the love of it. And that comes through. And I just want to give you props for that. And, Thank and thanks for that. Um, no, for sure. Uh, I mean it. And I would say that for me, you know, you can find me on the socials, Kyland Young everywhere, uh, connections with Kyland podcast. And uh, actually it's Kyland.young on TikTok. Everywhere else it's Kyland Young. Um, yeah, just stay on the lookout for what's coming out on the socials. You know, Instagram's on main, but there'll be stuff everywhere. Um, and then, uh, you know, watch watch our, our BB23 alum, uh, Derek and Claire, Declare, as I call them. And uh, they will be on the amazing race that airs that just aired last night. Uh, <laughs> and uh, very excited to see how they do. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then just, you know, we we're to uh, we'll see what else comes. And I'm just just keep so, being so, kind that's what i say yeah. the last psa is just be kind you know it is Definitely. it is whether it's reality tv these games or whether it's just the world that we live in there's lots of challenges and if all of us can just be a little bit kinder and more compassionate to others um and a little bit less self-righteous thinking that we know everything then um you know uh, i think we would just everyone would be in a better place so that's why i push that's why i encourage and uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I'll send you all the links when this is done. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much. You as well, Dylan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Hey, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan. Hey. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss me. Real as it gets. Never know what to expect. Got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed, every week got a brand new poster while I'm hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go.